it is what it is. Sometimes you just need to change the scenery. Sometimes both sides just need to change the scenery, and mm-hmm. it'll work out for the best, I'm sure. Wait, you're telling oh, yeah. me both their aging, slow route running receivers aren't their best weapons? No, and neither is their um um oh is Gerald Everett still a tight end there too. I don't know. I know Donald Parham isn't isn't gonna be though. All right, we've hit the Donald Parnum part of the podcast. We've got to... <laughs> we gotta move on. <laughs> uh, all right. is episode 154 of left side heavy the podcast presented by blue wire it's your boy jevin lafave we got hayden barton on as well as per usual and we got a very very special guest joining us making his once again appearance on the left side heavy podcast mcnaughty to hottie ian mcnaughton calling in from fucking washington state everett Yes. I'm How at, you I'm doing, my, buddy? I'm good. I'm at my place in Everett here. So, I'm, again, I'm helping your uh, international viewership. I'm helping you grow your American audience. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love that. How's it going? How's it going down there? It's good. It's starting to feel like spring. I don't know about you. I mean, the weather, like, it's a two-hour drive. So, it's like, you know, the weather can't be <laughs> different. But, like, it starts <laughs> spring. Like, the weather's out. Like, I don't need to wear my winter coat everywhere. Like, oh, I can just get away with a hoodie. Like, that's nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's getting to sweater weather now where it's... No, the cold isn't very isn't really biting at you anymore. No, I golfed no. on Friday and didn't even wear my hoodie for like sixteen of the eighteen holes. Yeah, I haven't golfed yet this year. I'm kind of I'm kind of jealous of that. I haven't golfed yet. Well, to make you more jealous, Ian, I got a membership. So big golf. Yeah, guy. yeah, and my first like single round uh, that I played by myself, I only shot nine over. So. Yeah, time to get the handicap calculated and shit like that. <laughs> well, Hayden got a golf watch, so he's really into it now, Ian. No, I actually took that back because I was like, damn, a Fitbit can do all of this plus more <laughs> if I just spent like another 80 bucks. So I took it back and I got like full money back for it because there was no on display watch. So I'm like, oh, this is money. That's fire. <laughs> yeah. Does the Fitbit track your club head speed? <laughs> no, but <laughs> there uh, there is an attachment for my driver. Titleist is coming out with it okay. that uh, actually like you could probably use for any club. Like, let's be real, right? But you just attach it onto uh, the side, and then you have to put in like the exact make and model. So that's why it kind of is maybe a little bit tricky. And then, like, what degree you're using and shit like that. And then it'll track it to your phone. Gotcha. But no, I'm like, see- I don't really care about clubhouse speed, so. <laughs> no, but you have to be you have to be one of those hardos. Like, I don't know if Bryson DeChambeau is still relevant in the golf world, but, like, you have to be one of those hardos where it's just like, yeah, no, my club head speed was, like, you know, 113 miles per hour. It's like, <laughs> oh, oh, okay, dude, you sent it into the, like, rough. Like, you didn't even... <laughs> 
It's like, yeah, I'm a member here. You know, where where you want to go is like straight down the middle. You don't want to follow me and hit like uh, your club head speed, like 115 to the right. Yeah, Uh, I I can get out from there, but it's going to be a little (laughs) bit tricky. You gotta you gotta start off by getting iron covers, Hayden. That's oh no, I will it. never ever get iron covers, man. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Holy I, fuck, dude! I hate I hate even like having head covers because every time, whenever like I play with Duncan, he'll use his driver and then he'll put his head cover back on. It's like, dude, it's your driver like going back in your bag, and he'll pull it out like the next hole. It's like, what is happening? <laughs> I think I, I I've leave the lost, head covers off. I've lost too many head covers. Like I've had, like I've maybe have had like three or four, and I always lose them because I always forget to put it back on because I always just put it back in my bag. It's just like, oh well, there you go. And then you just, and then like you get reminded on like the sixth hole, like, hey, you don't you want to put your head cover back on? It's like, oh yeah, I probably do. That that seems like a good thing to do. Yeah, maybe. I did the same thing, except not with a head cover, but a com- like a full on club. I was like, oh. <laughs> I don't have my nine iron. It's <laughs> it's back seven holes. <laughs> I'm just I was like, you know what? Maybe if I play here next week, it'll be there, and it just never to be found. So the, I guess it's one the club team, down. the team behind us, like yeah, like we did see that club, but uh, we we just couldn't be bothered to pick it up. So no, we did pick it up, but we just didn't tell you that we picked it up. Oh yeah, it's ours now, actually. Oh, you so, yeah, holes. It's actually a nice club. Like, do you yeah. want it? Back? <laughs> yeah, I don't mind. That is my club. Have you guys seen like a Nike nine iron red handle? Nope, not at all, man. Completely covering it all with their gal- golf towel. It's like, yeah, I don't have it, man. <laughs> I don't got it. Um, all right, so we got we got a lot to talk to. You know, I'm glad that you're doing well. I'm happy that you're able to join us. Um, but we, I'm kind of throwing it to a, a new kind of thing. I want to put at the beginning of every show a uh, question of the week. Um, you guys don't know what the question is, but it's something whether life related or sports related, but I want to kick it off as sports related and it's a little, would you rather, who would you rather build a team around? Um, Jack Hughes or Adam Fox. So we're starting off hot. Um, both very, both up and comers in their position, both I'd say close to the top of their positions in the NHL. Jack Hughes is having an electrifying year. Adam Fox has a Norse under his belt. He's very solid defenseman. Maybe not the flashiest, but he's very solid both ways. So, boys, who would you rather build a franchise around, Jack Hughes or Adam Fox? say now I now I work on, like, the business side of it now in sports, so, like, I could sell so many tickets with Hughes compared to Fox. The market that I, that must be a like a pretty big factor then. I the didn't mar- even think about that. The marketing side of it with like a Hughes compared to Fox is substantial, so I would do that. But granted, now you know I could sell so many more you know Fanatics jerseys with Jack Hughes compared oh. to. So there you go. <laughs> Man. Instead of spelled Hughes, it's spelled hugs or something because fanatics can't get it right. <laughs> Ian is just like the segue guy. Like he knows oh. how to jump into the topics here. Holy fuck. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh the fanatics jersey. I can't wait for Fox to be spelt uh F-O-C-K-S. With the dollar sign. Like the dollar <laughs> sign S. <laughs> yeah, you know what? To be to be <laughs> opposing to Ian, I'll I'll go Fox. Uh marketing. Um 
yeah, that's tough. But I mean, at least I'll be. I think, I think having like a defensive defenseman sort of like Fox, I don't know, kind of puts that on the table for me. But he, and he can score as well. So yeah, that's that's fair. Um, Jack Hughes is like very electric and, um, just a very very skilled player. He's gonna be like top three in his position in his prime. And but like Adam Fox. The narrative around a right shot defenseman is like gold in the NHL, and Adam Fox has proved that he's solid. I think what swayed me towards Hughes was just like how flashy he was, and like he's a game breaker and he can like drive his own line, he can carry an offense. But like also Adam Fox, it's like once you have a player like Fox on your back line, it's so much easier. Your defense is like fast forwarded to being like built well and like more def- solid defensemen are going to want to come to your team and play with them. But it's such a tough question. Cause it's like, would you rather build around a star sentiment or a star defenseman? And I honestly don't know, but I think if I had to choose, I fucking had this question prepped and I don't even know my answer. <laughs> <laughs> Stay hot, Jevin. Holy shit. Dash one for you. Um, I think I'm gonna go with Adam Fox. Let's go, but, but Team it's, Adam Fox. It's still tough. Uh, Ian, are you swaying uh Hughes strictly for selling tickets and jerseys or uh gameplay as well? Probably. I like I like his game as well. It depends. Like uh, you bring up the point of having like a number one defenseman versus a number one center. <sighs> I think a number one center is maybe more valuable than having that number one defenseman. Like if, you can, yeah. if you can, if you can have that elite centerman, those are so tough to find. Um, yeah. But I mean, he like he's also probably having his best year so far, anyways. So Fox, at least we've seen what he can do over multiple years. Hughes is probably having his best year right now. And if it wasn't for some guy named Connor McDavid, he'd probably be the heart <laughs> here. Like, yeah. No, it's a very good point. It's it's a very hard question because they're both like so talented and like creeping around the top ten players in the league. Especially Jack Hughes is having a massive year this year and has climbed the ranks like a lot. So, um, yeah, it's a very very tough, very tough for sure. Uh, but. As we uh, as we were talking about before, we'll get into the nitty gritty of this episode. Fanatics has come on as the New Jersey sponsor for the NHL. Through to be a ten year deal after Adidas opted out of re signing. I think that oh, this is camera. absolutely brutal for the NHL. Okay, what is happening? I can't. I turned it back on. Let's go. Come on. Let's go. Well, anyways, Ian, <laughs> I'll go to you first. What's your opinion on uh, the Fanatics uh, coming on as the New Jersey sponsor for the NHL? Um, I, 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 I made the joke of like it's actually good because uh, I don't. It means I don't have to spend any more money on NHL jerseys for the next ten years. Uh, you know, save <laughs> save some costs there. Um, but it this kind of like. I don't like fanatics. I don't think anybody really likes fanatics. Um, they are just terrible with 
customer service, the quality of product. Um, kind of like the NHL in a way of just like underwhelming. Could do so much better. Um, but yet, Fanatics is a name that I, I guess some people, I don't know anybody who likes this, but I guess there's some people who are going to be buying Fanatics jerseys anyways. Um, the people who haven't had a problem with Fanatics yet. Well, and I think if I'm, I could be completely wrong. The guy who owns Fanatics, like, owns the Flyers and, like, not the Flyers, like, the 76ers and, like, the Devils. Like, what, like, there's a notable dude with a lot of money who owns Fanatics, who owns, like, a bunch of sports teams, too. So, like, there's probably a connection that has something to do with it. But I'm not, like, because with NHL jerseys, they have, like, the authentic Adidas. But you can also buy, like, the cheaper Fanatics. And, like, the Fanatics is fine. I'm just not paying $100 for a Fanatics jersey. I'll pay you 20 or 30 but I'm not yeah. paying $100 for a Fanatics jersey. Like, I'd rather just pay the extra money and get the authentic than pay. Yeah, yeah right? Yeah. And the, I saw a price, like, uh was... I was reading up on it today and it was like $194 for a fanatic and like two forty nine for an Adidas. And it's like, yeah, why wouldn't you just pay the extra 50 bucks and then not have to go through with, am I actually going to get screwed over on this Jersey? Because then I also looked in like uh, some Twitter threads and uh, comments and shit like that. <laughs> and I saw a Jack Hughes Jersey and the 86 on the back was fucking huge. Yeah. And then there was like 13s on the arms. And it's like, damn, that's tough. <laughs> it had a bedard one and it was bedard. <laughs> but like, like dude, that... you guys had one fucking job. Figure it out. And now they're partnering with the NHL. And yeah, now it's... be the official jersey manufacturer of the NHL for the next 10 years. Like, I mean, I... I, I I just like I'm not surprised this is the NHL and this is who they are and this is what kind of organization they run. But good lord, like have some standards. Like you gotta imagine that maybe with this huge deal, you know, fanatics can actually step it hire, up. Yeah, and hire some people that will do their job properly because it, it seems like they're just running out of a sweatshop right now. Like yeah. And it just, it's such bad work. And it's like, it's like Starbucks. You know, you go, you order, you give your name, and then it comes out with like a completely random name, but it's your order. It's like, this, this is what I ordered, but it's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> How did you hear that? It's just, it's <laughs> such a bad look when you see the NBA, their jerseys are sponsored through Nike and like MLB, it's Nike as well and all that. And then you get to the NHL and it's like, oh, it's this like beat down, like artificial jersey sponsor that people have terrible reviews about. And this is like the, jersey sponsor for the national hockey league when they were with adidas before like it's just such a bad look on the nhl and 10 years bro start with an entry-level contract first and see how they do <laughs> like, <laughs> oh like, why are you giving them the max at at the start like it's it's just it's terrible and i just don't understand like what the nhl was going through when they made this decision 
that's kind of how I felt when the CFL got their partner with New Era. But then, like, I read up on New Era and it was only good reviews and it's an up and coming. And now that it was with the CFL, the New Era is a huge brand. Yeah. And it's actually decent. Excuse me. But, like, yeah, I just don't know how you go from an actual, like, sponsor, sponsor who makes jerseys and who does things before and not just replicas to oh yeah we're gonna just do the replica replicas probably because they're cheaper (laughs) i do think you you bring up a good point hayden of like if there's any positive thing to take away from this it's that maybe fanatics will actually have this you know boost of revenue that they can now use to make quality products because if this is the same fanatics that we have seen and you know we've all been told and we've all dealt with then yeah it's it's a shit deal it's bad and you can't use it and maybe there's the the world in which the quality gets better the product is better and people actually enjoy fanatics i don't think that's going to happen i have quite a few doubts that that's going to happen um but who knows maybe maybe things get better i doubt it but who knows yeah no it's definitely a more or less uh until i see it i won't believe it i just can't wait to see like elias patterson's jersey says like peter's son or something like that on his back and and it has like (laughs) a different 40 from like the skate logo on the blue jersey or something like that because it's a fanatics jersey and they just got it wrong (laughs) that'd be awful but kind of funny yeah that'd be electric (laughs) not gonna lie um (laughs) All right, so yeah, we'll see how that goes with the new Fanatics uh, deal. Um, go to the Canucks. They're um, it's the March Canucks. Nothing new here. When they need to lose, they go on a heater. When they need to win, they go on a losing streak. It's just natural. They play for the mid pick. That's their goal every year. Uh, six and one in their last seven. JT and Elias Pettersson each have twelve points over that span. Um, to sum it up. Bye-bye, Bedard. But (laughs) if, like, we got to accept, like, the tank is over. Like, it's just done. But um, what do you guys kind of... Do you think this isn't such a bad idea, like, looking into next year, if they can maybe filter out the squad and, like, kind of get a fresh start? Looking at it from, like, a devil's advocate kind of thing. Like, yes, we want the best pick, but do you think... They're finally gelling with the new coach and they could maybe be somewhat okay next year. No, I, w- I would have rather seen the tag. <laughs> no, I would too. But like, <laughs> since we know it's not happening anymore, has the, has yeah, the tank, reality has, has to set in. Has the tank ever really happened? What if the real tank was the friends we made along the way? Like, I for <laughs> a real tank the first place i think this team is just who they are and who they you know who they've always been and they're gonna you know they're gonna sign some fringe level third line defenseman to like 2.5 million next year and they're gonna convince themselves that they can make the playoffs and like i honestly think they can like they have enough assets of like enough scoring enough goaltending i their defense is awful and they have to fix that but like if they can figure out a way to mesh all of that together yeah they could be a wild card team but let's not think like the tank was really on here at any point and that 
they ever like I don't know that they ever really had true aspirations for Bedard. It was more just like, wow, this blew up in our face. Who would have thought that Tyler Myers and OEL would not have been, you know, um, average NHL defensemen? Who could have predicted that? Who would have ever thought? Yeah, Yeah, only everyone ever. Yeah, like that. And like, everybody knew that, but the Canucks themselves, which is what's ironic about this whole thing. Um, I, it'll suck not having Bedard and not having a hometown kid, barring a miracle. But I could see this team if you know there's enough scoring, Demko's healthy enough, and he plays enough. If they can figure out the defense, that defense is awful. No offense, Riley Stillman. Um, like I, I, I don't, I don't know how you fill in the rest of those spots, but. They, they could be a wildcard team. I could see it. You could convince me. It's just that I really wish, like, because in reality, I never thought we were going to get Bedard, like, at all. Like, I think Columbus, Anaheim, Chicago are just too bad for us yeah. to, like, we're too good to be that bad kind of thing. Like, we couldn't be that bad if we tried when we have Pedersen, Hughes, JT Miller on our team. Like, at some point, they're going to catch fire like they have, right? And that's the thing with the Canucks is like we're too good to be bad, but we're not deep enough to be good. Like we have the star power to finish mid. Like that's exactly what we are, right? And I just don't think that Bedard was ever realistic. But what I'm really frustrated about is that if we were like we were bad enough to play into the top five and the top five is like any of the top five selections are number one in the draft if it's not for bedard yeah right so like if there was any shot like we could get like mitchkov or like fantilly or like zach benson kind of thing holy shit i'd be get my dancing shoes i'm i'm a happy man right but the canucks are just even playing themselves out of that and it's just super frustrating because with the canucks luck we're probably going to get bumped down closer to like the 16th overall pick somehow and it's just super frustrating that way because as much as Bedard is unrealistic, three to six was, but now I just don't see that. I don't even see that happening anymore. The NHL draft is a lottery, right? Yeah. So no team finishing at 32nd gets the guaranteed first overall, right? No, no. you can't you can't move up more than like what 10 spots or something? Spots. Okay. So like realistically with that. I know the the tank's not real, and I know players aren't gonna play uh, to to lose. Like no no player will ever admit to that because you know integrity of the game is obviously super important. But as a coach, and you're going for the Canucks, and you see this kid from your like home city, he wants to play for your team, man. Why, like, why do you, why do you act like you're selling before the deadline, and then immediately buy? You know what I mean? Like, it's just the the whole part that doesn't make sense to me. Still, it doesn't. And like Jeff was saying, like any pick in the top five, you're happy with any pick. Like you're you're above the fucking moon if you're number one, but like two to six is like great 
you, you can almost be a starter and put up like uh, 30 goals in your first year. And we will be so happy with that. But it's, and then it's just like, no, no, we're going to play. We're going to get 14th, 15th, literally the last pick before you can go into playoffs. And none of it's going to matter. Yeah. <laughs> like, and with how bad it seems like the Canucks draft, like, he won't even be good. <laughs> yeah, Canucks have the most inconsistent draft. And it's like, we got PD and Hughes at four and five, but then we got Vertanen and Yulevi at five and six. And it's like, okay, we were, it's like we alternate years, right? <laughs> it's just what's going to happen next. Who who did we draft last year? Bakar Mackey, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Yes, 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 yes. Which I'm like, I have high hopes for. Like he's a, another sweeter sniper that we have on the wing. Yeah. Which like like we need any more wingers. Yeah, we need another but, winger. No, but like yeah, it's it's really tough because management said we want to retool whatever, and like management, if anything, they tank. Coaches and players have jobs to play for and to coach for. So I don't think unless you're told no, you're one hundred percent safe throughout your contract, you're not going to get fired. I don't think they ever tank because they have pride. They have so much more to play for. Whereas yeah. management, it's like, we're going to set you guys up the worst we can because we want Bedard because there's a good chance the owner won't fire us since we're already bad to get like this generational talent. Where it's like the players, it's like, I'm not going to play for this kid to take my spot. Right. Mm-hmm. And coaches are like, maybe they set him up for worse, but also it's like, if I'm fired next year because I don't live up to expectations and like, I might be out of, I might never see behind an energy, like a, um, you might never be near the NHL yeah. ice ever again. Yeah. So no, I think, you're, you're very, very right. So it's like management tanks, but players and coaches don't. Yeah. But I, I think I said this the last time I was on your podcast, GM, of just like, none of this really matters until the ownership changes. 100%. And like, we, like, like, yeah. like, I know we can talk about it all day about like management, players, draft picks, trades, whatever, whatever. Like we can talk about this all day and it's, it's, it's great. It's good content. You know, it's, it's engaging. None of it matters unless the ownership changes. None of it, nothing like this, this, like they, Aquilini has gone through several GMs. He's gone through several coaches. He's gone through several captains. None of this matters because the ownership has been there through it all. And there's one consistent factor. Yeah. No, Aquilini's are fucking clowns and yeah. ruining this city. But yeah, enough about the Canucks. They do play tonight. We are recording on Tuesday. They play Vegas. So hopefully we see a loss there. Yeah. Um very uh, com- uh we got blown out tonight. We got blown out last night, boys. Um, God damn it, Jeff. Vegas. What, Vegas what? is too good for us. Eichel what? got another two goals. Blame my mom. She went to the game. It was my mom's fault. Thanks, mom. <laughs> no, thank you, Ian's mom, because we need a loss under our belt. We need the best draft pick possible. Thanks. Thanks, Kareen. Yeah. <laughs> More often. Shout God out to you. Let's I go. Wanted, I wanted to totally do a spin zone on this and totally do the flip side. Uh, because I have Demko and he's he's starting tonight. So I wanted to say, oh, Demko makes a 35-plus shutout, and uh, we win one nothing. 
Now Jonathan Quick stood on his head and he was too quick for us and we lost five two. <laughs> but like God it wasn't a it. tough Demko still played good, made solid thirty two saves, but Vegas was just too much. They were Fuck. in the Canucks were in the third period. Like the Canucks were in <laughs> Like, <laughs> they they pulled a they pulled a Florida Panthers tonight and it was tied two two and then they just in two minutes and one second let in three, uh let in three squeakers. Marsha So just has our fucking number, man. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see if that lives up to fruition. Um, Jordan Bennington back at it again. Yeah, I got a two-game sussy versus the Minnesota Wild, and there was almost a goalie fight. Uh, Hartman scored on him, and Bennington, for some dumb fucking reason, was out of his crease doing a little twirl with his leg sticking out and almost tripped Hartman. Hartman kind of ran into him a little bit unintentionally. And then as Minnesota's celebrating just to the right of the crease of, Min- uh, of Bennington, he comes in with a fucking BX's Superman punch with his blocker, and completely starts all-out chaos. Flurry mic'd up. I don't know if you guys saw that. Flurry was mic'd up during this whole process. Skates down and tries to fight Bennington. Sheds his gear, but then the linesman get in front of it. Will Bennington ever fucking realize that he's not him? If he made like a better name for himself as a goalie. He'd be a lot more fun. <laughs> like if he posted oh, up, like if he wasn't ass, like if he yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. If he wasn't ass, if he actually like had a somewhat reputable, uh, reputable, or he was, he had a reputation of winning games and not yeah. losing games and fighting. Are you kidding me? Yeah, give me that goalie all day. But when his like career average is you know, hovering around 500, maybe even below. It's kind of like, okay, <laughs> why are you fighting? Like, we like, get it. You're a drama queen. Like, you'll get lit up 6'2 and start talking shit. It's like, dude, you're <laughs> skating to the bench because you just got pulled. You can't say anything. You're not allowed to talk. He's like bottom of the uh, bottom of the lobby board in Call of Duty. And he's like talking shit to like the second or best player on the other team. And it's like, dude, what the fuck? Like, dude, your KDR is like negative 50. Shut up. <laughs> but but he's also that guy who, like, he won the cup once, right? So, like, he does have that, like, oh, I won the Stanley Cup, blah, 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 blah. It's like, okay, like, congrats. Now you suck. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, you... I guess if I was in that position, I would keep bragging about how I'm a Stanley Cup champion. But there does get to a point where it's just like, okay, like yeah, you you won the cup, congrats. Like you, that you, you're now bad. Like you're not. Like your team sucks. You haven't. You lost to the Canucks in the playoffs in 2020. How about that? Like you, you, you. you no, yeah. yeah, it's like he's such an idiot. Um, every time I see him get lit up, I just get so happy. And maybe this is, we are exactly where he wants us. Maybe he loves being the villain of the league. I could totally see how it's maybe just like, once he gets into the locker room, it's like, he's a completely different person. I wouldn't be surprised, but as soon as the media gets to him, he's suddenly a dick again. Like you could be like, have an alter ego and that's him on the ice. 
But regardless, he's a jackass. And I think even Barube is sick of it. He's like, just, he said multiple times in like the pressers, like, shut up and try and stop the puck. And like, even Bennington can't do that. Well, maybe, cool. I would just say, maybe this is like a spin zone of like, if he beat up Hartman and Hartman got injured, he wouldn't be scoring goals against him anymore. That's how you stop the puck. It's like, of course. <laughs> you take that's down like, it. That's like some real deep psychology right there. But like, maybe that's what he was. Can't get scored on if everyone's injured. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Starts Tim Thomas diving at the knees. Just, yeah, Tim Thomas just like, Leaping up and just you know hitting fucking Alex Burrows right in the face or Henrik right in the face in a Stanley Cup Finals, just doing that all the time. Yeah, sending flying knees on breakaways, <laughs> just full on, full on UFC doing arm bars if he pokes at your pads, like doing a whole bunch of shit. God, absolute insanity. Yeah, but honestly, fuck the linesman for getting in the way of a goalie tilt. Like I understand you got to control chaos, but man, oh man, let's let some people have some fun here. That's not the that's not the first time that's happened though. Recently, it, didn't it happen a while ago too, where they broke up another goalie fight? But I I, I could be wrong, but maybe this is also just the fact that it's Mark Andre Fleury, and everybody wants to see Mark Andre Fleury kick Jordan Bennington's ass. That we're all like, yeah, that's, that's also all Canadian battle right there. Yeah, you don't see that very often. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I would have loved to see a goalie tilt. That would have been great. But unfortunately, uh, the wish has to live on. Um, we're going to Ovechkin. The fucking Russian mutant just keeps on going. He passes Gretzky for the for most 40 goal seasons. Um, as Ian popularly likes to say, hot take. Ovi's good. Yeah, I think so. Um, <laughs> weren't they all? I think earlier Tuesday in their warmups, they were all wearing Ovechkin jerseys. So, like, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, they're not. I mean, they're not going to make the playoffs. I don't think. But like, it's nice to see that at least he's still like. That's all the Capitals are right now, anyways, aren't they? It's just making sure that Ovi breaks that goal record. Oh, honey. That's, that's that's the whole purpose of the Capitals is just to make sure that Ovi breaks that record. Yeah, and he will. Just a matter oh, of time. Absolutely. It's just that's like the Capitals are not focused on the playoffs. They're more just like making sure Obi breaks that record. Yeah. 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 100%. Um, speaking of like everyone wearing Obi jerseys, um, this wasn't in the notes, but we have to talk about it. James Reimer um, refuses to take warm ups on Pride Night in San Jose. Uh, he says it's a part of his religion. Um, he says he respects everyone, opens hockey to everyone, has love for everyone and all that, but it's part of his religion that he doesn't partake in that. Um, kind of like a Provorov 2.0, same situation. Um, Luke Prokop, if I'm not mistaken, um, Nashville prospect. Nashville prospect who's playing for the Seattle Thunderbirds. Yeah, and he came out and said that he's very disappointed in all the Pride Night Jersey snubs kind of thing related to Reimer and Provorov, etc. Um, what are your guys' thoughts on Reimer not uh, wearing the Pride Jersey and coming out with a statement and everything like that? I think him uh, 
coming out and saying that he's not going to wear it and then blaming it on the fact of his religion is kind of kind of like the easy way out and then he also says that he respects everyone and welcomes everyone to the game and it's like some things are just bigger than life and religion if you really did that then you would have just worn the damn jersey just because you wear a pride night jersey doesn't mean your religious brethren are gonna look at you and actually you know what maybe they will i i'm not religious so i i can't say but you have to figure in a world where it's going to now you could just wear it for 30 minutes and then move on with your life like is it is it really that big of a deal? Like why I don't, I don't, I just can't fathom the fact that it's such a big deal. Like the fact I, that this makes news, it's just, it's like, what, what are we doing, man? I think it was Doug Baldwin and it might have been other people, but I at least just saw the Doug Baldwin, former Seahawks receiver, you know, say like, Hey, I'm also, you know, Christian. And like, this doesn't prevent, this wouldn't prevent me from wearing a pride. Jersey. Like basically it just like, you, saying that religion is like a fake cop out, which it is, it really is. Um, but I mean, like, just wear the like. You're not. Yeah, I. You, you're not going to be a bad guy if you wear a pride jersey for thirty minutes. Like, God forbid that you wear a pride jersey in a warm up. It and that's what it feels like nowadays, and it's it's so fucking stupid. Yeah. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, I think that's more like more who NHL players are, like more than they'd want us to believe. That's just who like who some of those players are and what they believe. But like at least at least James and Ivan Provorov were kind enough to out themselves. So now we all know. So now yeah. we just know, like, hey, all right, you don't agree with it. That's good to know. Great. Yeah, because like, I honestly do not believe at all or for one bit that them basing it on religion is the fact that they're not wearing this Yeah. This uniform. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just an easy cop-out. It's just an easy cop-out is what it is. It's not even a good one. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's hard because I never, like, I don't think anyone knew about Reimer's religion, and, like, I feel like that would have at least at some point would have been like known and yeah i don't know i just i i don't think it's a huge deal wearing the jersey but also like as hayden said like i don't know what goes on in like christianity and all that because i'm not like deeply religious so i don't really know what would happen if like he would don it like i'm not i can't really say for a fact like he wouldn't be scrutinized or whatever in a different part of his life. Who knows? I don't know what he believes and I don't know what he follows exactly. But I, I don't think it would have been massive for him to like wear it. I think even if you don't believe it underneath, just like do it for PR. But also like I don't think it's necessarily like, I don't think this is like turn people away from like, Oh, Rhymer's not wearing it. Then I'm not welcome. It's like, no, like just because Rhymer wasn't 35 other players were wearing it on each team. 
So it's like, just because one person is like saying this is religion, I still think like everyone in the LGBTQ plus community should feel that they are welcome in this game, like for sure. And like, I don't think a pride jersey should like determine that factor. But I think it kind of goes both ways of like Reimer should, I think he should have worn it. I don't think it's a massive deal, but I also don't think that it should be the determining factor on someone believing that they're welcome in this game or not. That's my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's totally fair. But yeah, I uh, just wanted to cover that. Um, Clayton Keller, uh, as of March 30, he was NHL's first star. Uh, he has 20 points in his last 12 games, 32 goals, 43 assists in 70 games. Clipping that point per game period. He is absolutely on a tear right now. Uh, what do you think this does for like Arizona going forward? Um, he's on, I believe, like a few years into a new contract and stuff like that. He was kind of like forgotten prospect in the rookie of the year talks a few years ago. And he's been kind of like flying under the radar. And he's kind of developed into one of the more underrated players in the league. Um, he's having a massive year on a very, very bad Arizona team. But how do you think like Arizona handles him going forward? And like, how do you, like, how do you think his career shapes out with this breakout year on a bad team? Well, if Arizona's bad next year, I mean, he is a key trade prospect. (laughs) Like teams are going to be looking at him as a scoring forward. Uh, to go on if they have troubles because if he can score on Arizona, I think there's no team that he can't score on. <laughs> and my fantasy team is loving it right now. <laughs> <laughs> Everything relates back to the Yahoo fantasy for sure. Dude, it's like some of these names that we talk about and like you see it all around the league, but those are from players that you expect to have good years. And it's like, oh, Clayton Keller's turning heads. It's like, yeah, it's been new for me, guys. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I've been I've been keeping a close eye on Clayton Keller, okay? <laughs> I mean, Hayden, I'm not even going as far as next season. I just think this summer they'll trade Clayton Keller. You think so? Yeah. Okay. That's the coyotes are. I wouldn't what, yeah, no, I wouldn't mind that at all. That's that's who this team is. That's what this team is all about. It's just like it's 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 like the worst version of like the Tampa Bay Rays or the Oakland A's of just like oh you're good and we have to pay you. I mean they already signed a contract but like oh you're good and like you have some value goodbye it was nice knowing <laughs> <laughs> goodbye <laughs> wait you're still in the league and under contract now nah, we don't want you <laughs> see you later alligator but, but you're also putting up points. Oh, we might get a draft pick back for you. Sayonara. Yeah. Go somewhere else. Don't play here. Don't be good here. That's the Arizona Coyotes motto. Don't be good here. So uh, Clayton Keller signed a an eight-year, $57.2 million contract in 2020. Um, or in 2019, and it kicked in in 2020, 2021. Uh, it's just... He's in his third year of the deal, and he has a no-trade clause that kicks in in 2024. Perfect. You trade him now. There you go. Easy. Piece of cake. But, yeah, I mean, Clayton Keller, it's good to see him break out. 
he's having a hell of a year. And I I I I think he stays on Arizona for at least a few more years. Um I think they want to play him with like Dylan Gunther and stuff like that. And uh Michelli. And I think I it's just good to see him uh, finally like stepping up and taking that leap. You know, absolutely. He's helping, you know, fill the 450 or 4,500 seat barn that is Mullet Arena. I want to go there so badly. So badly. Um, The Rangers are hot. Two straight shutouts of six plus goals, seven nothing and six nothing wins. One of them coming courtesy of Yaroslav Halak, Canucks legend. How are you? <laughs> you know, Go I was going to text you and I was going to say, yo, the Canucks should look at this uh, Yaroslav Halak guy. <laughs> you could be a good backup for Demko. <laughs> he just posted a shutout and the Canucks haven't had a shutout in so long. Yo, Halak really turns into like Hashik when he's not on Vancouver. It's insane. <laughs> It's oh, crazy, but how um is this just a hot streak for Rangers? Because I feel like they have everything you want on paper, but sometimes they have trouble delivering. Do you think this is um satire performance from New York? Like, do you think they can carry this into playoffs and really go on a run, or um do you think it will kind of fall flat? Because the East is stacked, so it's going to be hard, and they want to carry this play into the playoffs. But do you think they might be peaking too early? Are they getting hot at the right time? What's going on with New York, Ian? I think they're getting hot at the right time. I don't know that I would take them over Boston or New Jersey because I, I think I like those teams more. But this is kind of what you want, and this is kind of what we thought the Rangers were. This is kind of who we thought they were. They're like, you know, a good team. A contender in the East, they had that really slow start at the beginning of the year, and everybody's just like, you know, fire Galant, do this, do that. No, stay the course. The team's good enough. It'll, you know, things will work itself out. Things will figure itself out. I, I don't want to say that they're they could they could contend for the cup, but I I just I can't yet pick them over Boston, New Jersey, because I think those are the like the standard. Those are the the highest point like. Everything revolves around Boston, New Jersey right now in the East, and the Rangers aren't there yet, I don't think. I don't know. I think I'm, I'm taking New York over New Jersey just based on playoff experience, and they have the experience of going on a run, and I like their goaltending a bit more. But I like the way both teams are built. I think they have their electric on offense and defense. It's just I, I like New York's goaltending and experience just a bit better, but... I still think that, like, if they do, which they probably will meet in, like, the first or second round of the playoffs, I think it's going to be more than electric. Oh, yeah. That's that's going to be a fun matchup. Like, that's actually going to be, like... Like, I think the first round is probably the best round of for the NHL playoffs. That's probably going to be the best matchup. If that happens, which, like you say, it looks like it's going to, that's probably going to be the best first-round matchup that we see. Hammer the over. Hammer the over. Whatever it is, just hammer it already. Yeah. Oh, it's seven and a half? Yep. <laughs> yeah, eight games. First time ever. It's happening. It's turned into the eight-game summit series between Canada and Russia. They have to add an extra game because of how electric it is. Because it was so fucking good for revenue. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. But hey, how do you see uh, New York um, carrying on this play? Because they are like, they're heating up right now. Man, they are Zabinajad or Jeb? Zabinajeb? Zabinajad. Great, go, uh, like, great name, first of all. Uh, can't even pronounce it. But like he has been on a tear. I swear, every Rangers game I've turned into, or I've tuned into, he's just scoring a goal yeah. or he's just come off of a goal. And it's like, how, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> like you should not that you should have, or you shouldn't have that long and like nicely flow of hair and be that good at hockey. I swear to God, <laughs> he's just, yeah, they're, they're absolutely electrifying. Igor is finding uh, that 2021 self or 2022 self of his. And they're just killing teams left and right. Yeah. Uh, still like I still like Boston over them. I don't know if I'm on with uh, like you said with Ian and New Jersey, just because of how young they are. But man, oh man, it, the East is looking just like a bloodbath. <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. And uh, Keandre Miller too. That's a name we got to throw in. First defenseman have a four point period. Um, two goals, two assists. He's like, he's like what second, third best defenseman on the Rangers, and he's Canucks first pairing defenseman. Like, it, <laughs> I, I was gonna say he's the number one defenseman on probably like half the teams in the league. If yeah, not he's the second re- def- best defenseman on the Rangers. Yeah, like Keandre Miller, he's breaking out as well as much as like Fox is having another Norris level year. Truga's just absolutely rolling through people just meeting them in the neutral zone Panarin and Zibanejad their chemistry's heating up Patrick Kane looks like he's settling in more and more Rangers look like all firepower it's just a matter of if they can play more consistent five on five and everything like that in the playoffs and it's just going to be really tough to get out of that east but I'm really excited to see just the east playoffs in general because I think it's going to be really the west can like fuck off for now so we get to like the Western Conference final and see like Vegas, Colorado or some shit. But um <laughs> the, the the East is like a genuine like knife fight. Like the East is like just super tough for, for anybody, really. And then the West is a pillow fight. Yeah. Um the NHL salary cap is anticipated to increase by more than a million dollars next season. Um please God hope. I need all the cap space for Vancouver as possible. Um, Montreal Canadiens forward Christian Dvorak is to miss the rest of the NHL season for uh, after undergoing knee surgery. Um, the Panthers versus Habs. Florida. Franchise <laughs> record, seven-goal period. They win 9-5 over Montreal. What the fuck? That's all I got to say. What the fuck? Yeah, I mean, I have a story. So, Ian, buckle up for this one. So, I think it was Thursday last week, if I'm correct. And I was just getting uh, home from the gym. And I was just about to shower. And then I get a message on Messenger. And it's uh, it's our buddy Adam. And he, like, sends me a screenshot. Or sends, like, the, the screenshot I'm with him. A screenshot. And it's 4-3. And it's like, this is crazy, right? And I'm like, okay, it's 4-3. Second period, I could see that being a little crazy. But then it's like, 
first period, 10-26. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and then I, I was just like, I was mind blown. And then I uh, I just typed in like, yeah, that is pretty crazy. Like, I'll admit. And then I go to check my phone app, 5-3. I'm like, okay, what the fuck? And then I like message back, 5-3. I go to look at the goalie stats. And I see that Jake Allen, terrible. And then the other goalie for Montreal, terrible. And as I'm ready to write back uh, six th- uh, or five, three, I look at the game map again. And it's six, three. And then as I type in six, three, I go back to the game app and it's seven, three, <laughs> literally in like 10 minutes. And obviously like 10 goals in the first period is just absolutely insane. I can't even wrap my head around just how much that is. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Thanks, by the way. <laughs> That's my opinion on the game. Like, just a belch because oh of God. how fucked it was. Absolutely. It's like drinking a whole bottle of Coke or something and then just fucking... Did you hear that? <laughs> no, it was it was so funny. The uh, I actually, like when I've been watching hockey or trying to watch hockey, the Habs have actually kind of been like a fun team. Not good, but they're entertaining. Like I I've enjoyed watching them. Um, and part, you know, part of the reason is because they get the shit kicked out of them by four <laughs> and they could have just like thrown in the towel and it's like, yeah, yeah, we don't have it tonight. We will just call it. Um, the funny thing in my office anyways, that I don't know about you guys, but like, I, I, like speak a little not a little bit of french but i do like the french catchphrases like oh parlez-vous francais or like oh merci beaucoup but like because i'm like one of the few canadians in the office they think i actually speak french like they actually full <laughs> and it's like no i'm not and they're like could you do the anthem in french the canadian anthem in french it's like no i can barely <laughs> do it in english <laughs> barely do it in english. Like, oh, you you like the montreal canadians you must speak french it's like no i just think they have a you know a really important place in hockey's history. And it's like, nobody yeah. cares because nobody cares because the sport's so American anyways that nobody cares about the Montreal Canadiens, but. Yeah. Better uh, franchise history cracking over Montreal. It's like, all right, but that's enough out of you. That's, that's, that's calmer down. Or, well, the, or the other one is like, nowadays, like people don't even like the Habs logo because now everybody, like everybody, or at least, in the stage, people like like the Kraken logo. People will tell me that the Kraken logo logo is better than the Habs logo, and it's like, I guess. But like, do you know what the Habs logo actually signifies with the C and the H and the heavy tone? And like, I feel like I'm mansplaining hockey, which is not what I'm trying to do. <laughs> no means do you know the context, and people don't. Yeah, no. Shout out Montreal for sure. Um, very interesting question. Uh, do you think the NHL at some point, like NHL teams more so than like Batman in the league, but do you think NHL teams will start implementing load management a bit more? Question for you guys. Yes and no. Aren't they kind of doing they I mean I don't want to say they kind of did that with Kucherov like a few years ago, right? Where like he missed the regular season and came back for the playoffs. But like hockey culture is so different where they just want to play as much as they can. They're yeah. going to try, try and play as much as they can. 
Um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say no. I'd also like it if they shorten their season. Like I don't think the hockey season needs to be 82 games. It could be 66 games. I think it'd be fine. But I don't think you would get the owners on board with that because you're losing like a quarter of the season revenue. Yeah, I think I think 72 games or like 74 games is a good sweet spot. But I mean, like they'll never go down from 82. But I just see like like players like. Jack Hughes and stuff who hasn't really surpassed 55 games in a season because of injuries. And like now that he has, he's kind of like he's never played this long in a season and he's kind of slowing down. Like as we're getting closer to playoffs, like do you think they rest him a bit for a playoff run or like Boston? Do you think they sit Bergeron and Allmark kind of thing? And I just, I don't think they will, and I don't think it's a good idea because as much as you want to rest them, you got to. Hockey players are weird. Like yeah. they need, they're very superstitious, and they need to stay in the flow of the game in order to keep up that level of play going into playoffs, right? And I think it's super important. And I think NHL players are stubborn, where it's like, no, I don't want to take the night off. I want to play. Mm-hmm. And any athlete knows. Sitting and watching when you could be playing is no. the worst. It's the worst. At least when you're injured, you're like, I'm not risking that. Like, I'm not risking re-aggravating my hamstring. I'm not going to risk um, playing on a lightly sprained ankle. I'd rather rest up to 100% or at least 90% before taking a go. I'm only around 60%. Like, whatever. Being injured is understandable. But like when you're healthy and like it's just due to rest, when it's like you could be playing, it's the worst. And I just don't think players would do it. But I don't know. I just like it's an interesting topic that I've been like kind of seen thrown around. But I also don't think owners or GMs would like it because it's like I paid you eight by eight and you're resting. Like fuck off, go play and make your money. Right. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Hey, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, that's such a tough conversation to have, right? Because it's like, yeah, I paid you this money, but it's also like I paid you this money to win championships. Yeah. Right? Like, I don't want you injured, but I want you to fulfill your contract. But then again, it's like, that's not really that fair because why risk an injury to, you know, one of your best players and then you guys lose? And it's like, oh, okay. Well, do you just care about money? Or do you actually care about winning? That all depends. And whatever you're going to go with is probably the wrong answer, depending on whoever you ask. So you're really stuck between a rock and a hard place. But in the end, I feel like if you're in a comfortable position enough to, you know, sit guys, I think that's like always the option because risking injury is like not it's not as important as winning one extra game, in my opinion. That's fair. Especially if it's meaningless. That's fair. I think I could like maybe understand it in like the last quarter of the season. But if you're like resting in game 18, it's like, hey, fucking get out there. But if it's like game 72 and you have the division locked up, I could see Bergeron taking a game off. Yeah. But yeah, also- I could see that. 
and scat and schedule too. Like, what's your travel? Like, if you got a if you got a back to back or whatever, if you got like Boston Buffalo back to back or whatever, you could take the second game off possibly too. Like, I I I I, I you know. Not saying that each individual situation is different, but like it depends on what you know. What game are we taking off? What game do you need to rest for? Why do you need to rest? Like I think yeah. there, I think context is is important and is key when making a decision like that. Yeah, or even like when the Canucks had like a three game homestand, one game in Seattle and back at Vancouver. It's like, well, do you know what Bergeron? Like, don't bother coming to. Seattle or whatever, just like stay back here and like take the game off or whatever. There's no sense in you coming down for like a such a random away game, right? Like maybe situations like that, but yeah, who knows? It's going to be interesting to see how the next few years, because with like training and everything like that and players wanting to play less games, I could see them maybe like just sit and do the rest, but I think it would only really happen in like game after game 65 players that start taking games off because it's even harder now. Like in the East, you got like the Islanders, Pittsburgh, Florida, and Washington battling for that wildcard spot. And you see Crosby taking a day off. It's like, fuck dude, we're playing for a playoff spot here. Like you can't be doing this. Mm-hmm. But like, if you see Boston and like all marks, like now nah, I'm not going to play on the road two game road trip. I'm just going to stay back in Massachusetts. It's like, Okay, understandable because Swayman just got two back-to-back shutouts. I'm sure we'll be fine with him, right? So, but that's just, that's just it. Context is key, right? Yeah. Like they're different. Yeah, no, hundred percent. But yeah, Bruins are fucked. Swayman back-to-back shutouts. Um, I'm sure Boston will be fine with him in net. Uh, just back-to-back shutouts, and he's their backup. We have Colin Delia, <laughs> who like hasn't first time NHL ice in like fucking what feels like two years. Just Boston is just there's something else right now. Uh, McDavid clips 130 points, 58 goals. Um, do we think he hits 60? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna Hot. put my money on the yes. He will, Jevin. Yeah. Yeah. Hot take. I, I say he doesn't. Good. What? I say he doesn't. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know he he he'll, he'll do it. He yeah. he'll. he'll does it yes okay now now the big bet does he do it tomorrow for the yeah, that's, tomorrow. A, that's the real question isn't it it's like yeah he'll do it but when and will he do it in the next game let's let's see uh he is playing <laughs> arizona tomorrow <laughs> yo az though sneaky sneaky good i can see edmonton losing tomorrow <laughs> did, you, did you see their game against san jose on monday it's fucked. Yeah, that that was pretty bad. Wasn't uh, there four combined goal uh, goals disallowed? Yeah, 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 they were. Yeah, and about three of them were pretty fucking awful. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, at the same time, uh, Jack Campbell was in that. Okay, so I w- I was watching that game. I was watching you. I was watching. Need, <laughs> um. I don't know. I, I don't know if this will make sense for you guys or like your listeners, but watching the Oilers uh, broadcast feed is like watching like the Fox News equivalent of, of the NHL. Of, what are like, you talking about? Oh, those guys are so ho- such homers. Those guys are such bias. Where like one of the guys in the intermission is like, you know, you really got to give it to Jack Campbell for standing in there. It's like, no, you don't. You really don't have <laughs> the. 
The <laughs> color commentator. Okay, every NHL color commentator I've ever heard so far, they just ride the dicks team or the like their their home team's dicks. I will 100% agree with that. But Edmonton's play-by-play caller, I actually really like him. I think he like he's very electrifying like on both sides of the coin. Like he'll go really? back and forth and he'll he'll say like uh if another team like let's say like Keller tomorrow scores a fucking uh, a nice dangle goal, he's going to like totally fucking say that. Whereas the uh, the color commentator will just be like, "Yeah, you know that was a pretty easy goal. Uh, I mean, I can't say anything about it. It was good passing, wide open. You you got to score that." <laughs> like maybe it's the guy who's listening to you in the intermission, but it was just like, yeah. Okay. And again, and again, like intermission analysts are like different than the play by play guys. Like yeah. very some yeah. points, and intermission guys can be like. Like, if you have Satyar Shaw, Ian McIntyre, and Dan Murphy on a Canucks intermission, there's a decent <laughs> chance they're going to be a little bit more homer to Vancouver than to the Dallas Stars or something. But, like, John Garrett, he's more homer. <laughs> he's more homer than Homer Simpson. Like, he, like it's, it's pretty bad. But, like, John Shorehouse, to, like, allude to Hayden, is, like, He's a beauty. Like he's, I think. Oh, absolutely, love I th- Shorty. I think he's the most underrated announcer in the league. But, uh, yeah, like John Garrett is just, oh my god, everything. Like, there'll be a snipe from Jason Robertson over Demko's blocker, and it's like, well, Demko was screened. It's like, no, he wasn't. No, no one was Kessel. actually in front of him. Nobody in front of him. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> Phil yeah. Kessel just scored on the first shot for Vegas. So. Well, God damn it! No shutouts. <laughs> uh, a little, just a little call. I don't, and I, you know what's funny too is like, be like living in the states and like watching hockey in the states. It's so different compared to watching hockey in Canada, where like, I don't know how to describe it. Where like in the states they're selling entertainment, and in Canada they're selling hockey. And God forbid you mess with hockey, or you you like you ruin hockey. Hmm. Like, I've enjoyed it so much. What like watching it and like not thinking about the Toronto Maple Leafs. I literally do not think about. I do not hear or think about the Toronto Maple Leafs at all. Being down here, it it it, it is wonderful. What a life! Like everything up here filters towards them. Yeah, that's like that's like like I don't even hate anyone on Toronto. I just hate Toronto because of the media. Like the media makes me hate them. Everything which... goes back. Maple Leafs, and it's just yeah. like here. At least I'm in the Seattle area, so like people talk about the Kraken, but it's like it's more of just like oh, the Kraken. Like they're just like this team's kind of cool. Like this, yeah. like like nobody, nobody has any real like hardcore like you know. Screw Jared McCann because he didn't do this back check. Blah, 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 blah. It's like no. Nah. They just lost. It happens. They'll get them tomorrow. <laughs> it's so much nice. Oh man, yeah, that would be lovely up here for sure. Um, last note, um, or at least two more. Uh, the Avs are getting hot as well as the Rangers. McKinnon is just when healthy, he's a top three player. Um, do you think they can go back to back? 
I think I said that at the beginning of the year. Yeah, I think you did. I think I had Colorado Tampa, which like I don't know about Tampa, but like I can see it with Colorado. The West is so wide open. We talked about how the West is a pillow fight. I could absolutely see Colorado go back at least at least go back to the finals. I'm not sure about repeating, but at least go to the finals. Yeah. Uh the best team in the West. Because I think when healthy, they're ugh. Like they're so fucking good. And they like it's tra- not. I was gonna say they traded for Jack Johnson, right? That means they're all in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Lars Eller, who got has like one point in twenty three games or something like that. Beast. Yeah, that, that's putting that's putting you know that's putting all your chips in. That's yeah. that that means. Yeah, all in. Um, Hayden Quick, do you think they can go back to back? Uh. Yes, only for the reason because in the East, whoever comes out of that might be so fatigued, it's not even funny. Yeah, true. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Just because it's a fucking dog fight. Um, speaking of the East, last point here. Uh, who gets the final wild card spot? It's right now kind of like, like a battle between the Islanders, Pittsburgh, Florida, Washington. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I think the Islanders and Pittsburgh hold the last two spots with Florida and Washington just three points outside. Um, how do you think this shapes out, boys? It's gonna Tristan Jari is like a fucking liabetic back there, and Pittsburgh seems like they've bought in their ticket to they have their ticket to their downfall right now, and Florida's kind of heating up at the right time. Washington, I don't know about them. I think they might just like kind of wait for someone to make a mistake and they might pounce. The Islanders seem to be holding steady, but what do you guys think of the final two wildcard spots in the East? Well, the wildcard spots right now, Jeff, are actually being held by the Islanders and the Panthers. Oh, my mistake. Pittsburgh and Washington uh, are on the cusp of uh, not making it. This will be, I think if Pittsburgh doesn't make it, that'll be like 16 years in a row for Pittsburgh not making the playoffs, which kind of crazy. <laughs> like the streak of them making the playoffs is over. Yeah. Okay. It sounded like they're keeping up a 16-year streak of not making the playoffs. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, okay. That's okay. my what bad. What it sounded like at first. I was like, mm. yeah, that, uh, I don't think that's right, Hayden, but okay. Yeah, that's not the right step. <laughs> Complete opposite, bud. Yeah, com- yeah, exactly. Complete opposite. So you get what I'm saying. Uh, you know Pittsburgh's good. So... I mean, I have to imagine uh, Florida losing tonight. That's kind of tough, especially to Philadelphia. Ooh. But I don't know. Florida's firepower, it just, it's its so good that it's, that it's bad. And I mean, I don't really say anything bad about Florida because Bravosky, I think he started like the last like nine of 10 games. And it's like the first start from their backup. And... <laughs> He like we we talked about it. He let in three goals in two minutes, and uh, they finished the game like six three. So say what you want about that, but I like Florida, and yeah, I guess I mean you got to go chalk with the Islanders. So I'd I'd say it's how it is. The uh, Islanders and Panthers uh, close out the final two spots in the East. Yeah, I got the same thing. I'm not gonna like sound like a broken record i agree with you i think florida's heating up right now and i don't know i think pittsburgh is just so hard to trust right now their goaltending is just not there 
Whereas like I think Florida, like their firepower is a little bit more on on beat right now. And Washington, I just don't think they have that extra um tank to go. I don't have I don't think they have that extra gear to push. So I think it's gonna stay put the way it is. Mm-hmm. Not so fast, I will say the Pittsburgh Penguins get in. I'm not gonna bet against Crosby, Malkin, and Latang. That's fair. Those guys are actually having like I, I'm pretty sure like they have 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 had a fairly healthy season too. Yeah, it's just just Jari is like their goaltending yeah. has been the only like inconsistent part. Yeah, and that's like that's what's shitty about this whole thing. It's like they're actually getting healthy seasons from the fr- like their franchise best players, and they just have awful goaltending. Yeah, I saw this stat not about uh, Pittsburgh's goaltending, but about Demko and like Vancouver's goaltending. They've had a this season. They had an they have an eight eight zero save percentage, which is brutal, right? Demko has a career average nine ten save percentage. If the Canucks got Demko's average save percentage this season, Canucks goaltending in general, Dalia Martin Demko combined nine ten save percentage, they would go from twenty seventh in goals against to ten. <laughs> they just got their average. That's how bad. Our goaltending's been, and we would have allowed 64 fewer goals if we just got a 9-10 average between the three of them. Isn't that fucked? Like, that just that's, shows you that's how bad. bad our goaltending was. It's terrible. Um, all right. Uh, Devin Levi for Buffalo signs his ELC. Uh, he was a Hobie Baker finalist this season. So Buffalo just, like, finds another gem, hopefully. He was he was great with um, Canada and the World Juniors when they lost to the States in the finals or the semifinals. No, it was the finals. Um, but, but yeah, uh, Hayden. Um, I don't know if you guys have any more notes on the NHL, but that's all I got for uh, that right now. And let's go to the, some uh, NFL free agency news if you guys don't have anything else. All right. For me in. All right. <laughs> yeah, so... The NFL free agency continues. Obviously, uh, a lot of the bigger sightings have uh, happened, but there's also been a lot of, like, uh, I'd say substantial signings and uh, some pieces moved. So I think with, like, the biggest one, uh, Jeff's Pats signed Juju Smith-Suster for the exact same contract that Jacoby Myers was given to the Raiders. Uh, say what you want, but I mean, that cryptic tweet. Jeff, how, how do you feel about that one? Um, yeah, I mean, like, on par receivers, I think. Um, I think, like, people are blinded by Juju's, like, rookie season when he was, like, absolutely outstanding. But I think since then, it's like he's kind of fallen flat and just been an average wide receiver, too which is, I think, what Jacoby Myers could be. Um, but I don't know. I think it's like I would have just liked to bring Jacoby back because I liked Myers. But I think like they're kind of two different receivers in a way. I think Juju's more of a run after the catch, whereas Jacoby Myers is a route runner and like almost catch at the sidelines kind of receiver where he's more possession and uh, I don't know, like, I'm excited to see what he can do for Mac. I'm thinking, like, 
Juju might be more of like a slant and run after the catch kind of guy in Pat's system. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I kind of would have rather just like brought Juju back. Oh my god, fuck this camera, dude. <laughs> um but or I would have rather brought Jacoby back. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It was I'm excited to see what happens, but for the same money, I think it's kind of a low blow. I kind of like Myers tweeted or yeah. tweeted. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. Ian, what about you? I I want to see the Patriots run an offense without Matt Patricia and Joe Judge running it. <laughs> well, Billy O'Brien, obviously it, a bigger name than uh, either of those guys. So, yeah, I mean... Maybe Juju will be more effective in that offense and Mac will be more effective just because they have a coach. Um, I like Juju. I think he's a good weapon. I'm curious to see how he, like like Jeff says, how he is used. If he's mm-hmm. the slot guy, if he's a blocker. I don't know if he's going to get the outside. He's not much of an outside guy. He's not winning a whole lot of one-on-ones. Um could have yeah. probably probably would have been better to keep Jacoby, but yeah, I think integrity would play a bigger part with uh between those two because now obviously Schuster's gonna have to learn the whole offense, and you know he he says he's excited because it was the force that uh he got to play for Bill Belichick, so what drove him towards New England. But it's also the thing that drives people away from New England if they don't really mesh with it. So it'll be interesting. I like the move. Definitely needed a receiver uh, after not getting back Myers. So I, I think for what they had, this was a good move. Juju just now has to make a TikTok with Bill somehow. <laughs> that would be fucking <laughs> hilarious. Bill just plus stands one. there saying plus on... One. What's that? Plus, plus 175 on FanDuel to bet if Bill Bill... <laughs> Uh, and, a, and a TikTok with Juju. Oh my Those are great odds, to be honest. The under minus 5,000. <sighs> yeah. <sighs> oh my God. Big day for me, guys. Sorry about that. <sighs> but, uh, anyways, moving on to uh, kind of chronologically here the Cowboys, after releasing Ezekiel Elliott. Signed Ronald Jones and re-signed Dante Fowler. Obviously, Dante Fowler, he was he was a one shine prodigy in the light. Now I don't know what he is, but I mean Ronald Jones now backing up Tony Pollard. It's not a bad backup. I don't think he's I don't think he's terrible. I think Ronald Jones is decent in a limited role. I don't know if he's like he had like a lot of um troubles like maintaining the football in Tampa. He would fumble often. And I just think from there, he wasn't really given much more of a chance. Um, But he did. Ronald Jones had spurts of, like, stardom in Tampa. And Mm -hmm. there was really bright flashes from him. And then all of a sudden, just fizzled away like Thanos in Infinity War. Like, it was just... It went away so quickly, and the next thing you know, it's like he's being scratched, he's being healthy scratched, he's being released. It's like, what happened? He was like, he was doing decent in Tampa, 
running for like almost 900 yards and stuff like that. Like I thought he'd be a lot better. So I'm excited to see what he can do in like a backup role in Dallas. I think it could be good for him if they kind of run it similar to what Paul, like Pollard's usage with Zeke. Like I think Ronald Jones could be decent. And that's what I think it will be just on a cheaper deal. Yeah. You know, you're hearing the buzz in, uh, in Seattle for all the Dallas Cowboys fans. I'm uh, I'm off the Cowboys, by the way. I don't know if I've told this. I I'm done with the Cowboys. I'm I done don't with know the- when you were ever on with the Cowboys. Yeah. yeah, I'm done with all these guys. Like this this team is. I I am I'm selling. You guys can buy all of my Cowboy stock. I'm okay. No, I already bought your blue stock at the beginning of the year, and that came and bit me in the face. So. But you you also bought my Kraken stock. I hope. I did like halfway through the season. Yeah, I didn't have to be in the year though. Uh, no, I like I don't really here. Trying to put this nicely, I don't really care what the Cowboys do because they're just gonna lose in a divisional round anyways. Like Rojo's not a bad back. He, you know, there's a lot to like about his game. Same with Dante Fowler, decent edge rusher. You know. Yeah, they're still gonna lose in the divisional. You're gonna lose lose an individual round because you, you have a a, a a coach who's terrible, and you have a quarterback who is not top tier. And now you don't have Kellen Moore. And you don't have Kellen Moore. So there you go. Good luck. Have fun. Yeah. It's kind of tough. Zeke's last play was a solo block. Yeah, that was tough. Yeah, I saw Tough that video, play. and it's like imagine that being the last play of your like career for that team. <laughs> so, okay, that's like Brady's the last pass as a Patriot was a pick six. It's like yeah, it's just all time bad play. Just a big fart. Um, speaking of like going chronologically, news. I don't know how this didn't like pass me. Uh, Donta Hightower announces retirement. Yeah, I heard that. Fucking hell. <laughs> oh, I don't think Jeff heard that. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't see that. That was I, literally today. I was flipping pies all day. That's why. Oh my god! Yeah, at ten twenty three a.m. Wow. Yeah, I was just I was just clocking in for work. There must have missed it. I was in my staff meeting then, so I probably should get off my phone at work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. I'm surprised I didn't see that. I don't know how I didn't. But, I mean, I I understand. I mean, like, he's getting up there in age, and, like, I don't know if I, I feel like. What does he have left to prove in his career? He's already a Super Bowl champion. He had one of the plays of, like, one of the best, more underrated plays in Super Bowl history, uh, stopping Lynch at the goal line. Like, well, there's, 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 there's a stopping Lynch play. There's the strip sack on Matt Ryan. And there's that Super Bowl against the Rams where, like, that was just a defensive slugfest and the Patriots defense was just that fucking good. Yeah. Like, he's he's getting up there in age. I Seeing what the Jets are potentially doing with Rodgers, Dolphins are doing, the Bills are doing, like, it's going to be really hard for New England to become the that winning team that he was a part of for so long, and I feel like it's just not worth it to him to go to a different team and like compete for a new position and learn a new system, and run the risk of like 
doing it for no reason to not win a ring. I think it's, I understand him hanging it up and it's like, it's unfortunate to see because two of our best, some of our best defensive players ever to wear a Patriots uniform and McCordy and Hightower retire in the same offseason. It's, it's tough for the defense for sure, but I kind of understand it from two absolute legends. It's like, just hang it up now when it's like you're not on the complete decline in your career. Like, don't become a liability and then retire. Mm-hmm. Retire when you're still like have some juice left in the tank and people will remember you as a still a very solid linebacker. So, shout out Hightower. He's, yeah, he's one of the Patriots legends and he's going to live that on for forever. Agreed. Sad to see him go, though. Oh, 100%. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. Situation is still going on. I mean, I'm I'm done talking about this until he makes a decision. So I don't know if you guys want to give any input on this, but like I, I could not give less of a shit until a decision is made final. Well, I mean, like a trade is like he said that he's plans on playing for the Jets like he's made a decision it's just a matter of what do what are the Packers going to get back from I think that's what they're working on so I think like like, how fucking long does this take man depends how stubborn Green Bay is like it's fucking hell they have literally zero leverage now (laughs) Rogers has said like I don't want to play for them anymore I want to play for the Jets Green Bay has zero leverage it's like you gotta trade them no matter what. Yeah. The Jets are willing to pay a salary. Just fucking get like a like I don't even know what you would what you would take for a man like Aaron Rodgers right now. Like uh Exactly. Uh, That's why it's taken so long. A third or a fourth, but like that, that can be talked out within a day, in my opinion. I don't know. I'm just I'm just done. Ian, how how do you feel about Rodgers? Uh, it's going to be so cool when he goes seven and 10 with the jets next year. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, if I'm green Bay, I don't, I'm, I'm not in any rush. Do you think, here's the, the best, here's the best thing about this. The best thing about what green Bay has going for itself is that the guy that green, the guy that Aaron Rodgers wants to play for is the New York jets. And do you know how dumb that organization is, the New York Jets? That organization will probably give up a first-rounder, maybe another first-rounder for Aaron Rodgers because they are the Jets, and they are that stupid. And they will just give up whatever to get this guy who is definitely on the back nine of his career and probably never going to repeat as who he was in his prime. Yeah. And Green Bay probably knows that, and they're probably like, look, the season doesn't kick off for another f- fucking, like, five months. Like, I'll, we'll trade him in August when the Jets get more desperate towards training camp. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like Green Bay will just, the Jets will be like, okay, fine, we'll give you that first-round pick, top 12 protected or whatever. And Green Bay is like, all right, thanks. That's what we were asking for from the beginning, so I'm glad we finally yeah. squeezed it out of you. Yeah, right, like, like, I feel like I feel like Green. That's what Green Bay is doing. Like they probably um, took the Michael Scott initiative and said, "Always say no to the first offer." And they probably said <laughs> they probably said no. And then the Jets maybe just haven't revisited. But 
yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what's going to happen, but like the Aaron Rodgers can say all he wants, but nothing's finalized until Green Bay says he has to an offer. So there's a very, probably a 40% chance, in my opinion, that we see Aaron Rodgers in a Green Bay uniform next year. And, and, <laughs> and, what, are, and what are the Jets going to do? Go into next year with Zach Wilson as the starting quarterback? I mean, if they don't get Rodgers. And then the fan base is going to be ecstatic that Zach Wilson is back. No, no, they're not going to be happy. They're going to be like, ah, great. This, you know, this guy is back. No, the Jets are going to have to make this move at some point here. And probably like Jeff said, they'll probably do it in the summertime when they get more desperate and they can reach, you know, it's going to be probably some weird like NHL type thing of like, yeah, top. 10 or 15 top 15 protected first round pick and then this guy and that and just then like, like a, a third string center and then like a weird like kick returner or some shit <laughs> yeah, like, yeah okay. classic that, that is classic uh green bay get back trade there yeah i i don't know i just like if the jets give up a second rounder or better for rogers green bay has already won this trade yeah, <laughs> yeah, but the, yeah. but that that it's the Jets. They will. They're going yeah. to. Oh, please, please, Jets, don't Jets it up. Um, uh, one one thing. Oh yeah, the video of Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson, and um, the other receiver. Yeah, Sauce Gardner. That video of them like burning the cheese heads to get Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I saw someone tweet it'd be like, this is going to be so funny when they're a part of the trade package going back to Green Bay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fucking hell. They're like, yeah, Rogers is coming. It's like two seconds Uh, later, Gary Wilson gets a phone call. It's like, wait, what? You guys are headed to Lambeau. (laughs) Fucking hell. It's Jamal Adams, like his like pass doesn't scan at the door. It's like, what? They traded (laughs) <laughs> like damn, I didn't know it got traded. That's so funny. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh Austin Eckler. Uh <laughs> he is apparently relentlessly pursuing an opportunity for a better deal. I mean, like, go and get that bag. You've proved it. If the Chargers aren't gonna give it to you, um, tough titties. But it's like it is the Chargers and nothing's changed. So if you have an opportunity to go to a better team. Or at least make more money. I'd say do it, but who knows where that better opportunity is going to come yeah. from? It also sucks though because, like, I have a soft spot for LA because I'm a Herbert guy, and um, it would have been cool to see like Eckler and a Kellamore offense. Like, I would, I think like that would be kind of cool to see. Um, but I mean, I think we talked about this last episode about Eckler's whole trade. Yeah. So we won't kind of go over it too much unless Ian has something to say. But yeah, I understand as a running back, your career is only so long, right? So if you have the opportunity to make more money, go take it. Agreed. But um, I understand it from a player's perspective. And I also understand it from LA's. He's been hurt a few times, hasn't been able to handle a full season, but he's solid. So I mean, like, if he can get a good package for him. Why not? Running Do backs it. are the turnover rate as a, for a running back is pretty high. So we'll probably find mm-hmm. another Eckler in the draft. 100%. Uh, yeah. We, Ian, any quick, any quick note on this one? Not really. I mean, 
Okay, next point, next point, next point. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know. I mean, like he's a great fantasy back. He's arguably the Chargers' best offensive weapon. If you're yeah. excluding Herbert, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I should say uh like not like throw passing target like skill, player, skill player, skill player, skill player. Yeah, yeah that's Herbert. He's probably their best guy. And Agreed. it is what it is. Sometimes you just need to change the scenery. Sometimes both sides just need to change the scenery and mm-hmm. it'll work out for the best, I'm sure. Wait, you're telling oh, yeah. me both their aging, slow route running receivers aren't their best weapons? No, and neither is their um um oh Gerald Everett still a tight end there too. I don't know. I know Donald Parham isn't isn't gonna be though. All right, we've hit the Donald Parnum part of the podcast. All right. Uh, the Lions make a huge splash in the safety column and sign former Eagles, former Saints, uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson uh, for a one-year deal. Eight million dollars, six and a half. Fully guaranteed. Um, it's funny because Saints Twitter is going absolutely just nuts, laughing in their face. Like, yeah, you got six picks, but it's like you're still making well below league average. <laughs> like, and, and then he just has to go up and talk and say like the Lions are better than the Eagles, which. Lions are good, but they're not that fucking good. <laughs> I think it's a win-win. You know, um, Detroit get a decent safety under league average, and Gardner Johnson gets to play under Dan Campbell defense. I think it's a win-win, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's I think it's definitely a win for the Lions, uh, but not for CJ. I feel like he could have gotten could have went somewhere else. Uh, and maybe play it on like a lesser deal, but maybe for a more better contending team. Yeah. <laughs> what would... if, What if I told you that I think the Lions are, might actually be like the third best team in the NFC next year? Well, I mean that's not that hard. You got to beat out the NFC East, which is the Eagles. The NFC North is pretty much theirs for the taking. The South, I mean. I don't want to sound like a homer, but I mean, how can you not say the Saints maybe run away with it? And then the West is the 49ers. Uh, no, you're forgetting the Seahawks. Oh, the Seahawks <laughs> and 49ers are like interchangeable. But I could totally see it because it's like, what are the 49ers going to do at quarterback? Ever heard of a Sam Darnold? Oh my God, fuck off. Uh, the North is like, like, is Jordan Love going to be really that good? The Vikings. You know, like 49ers are going to somehow dig deep into the bag for a fifth string quarterback to play. It's yeah, going to be still and still be good. <laughs> I, I honestly, Just throw screens I, to Christian McCaffrey and then get nominated for rookie of the year. There you go. Christian McCaffrey is going to be the quarterback for the 49ers next year. Um, <laughs> no, I actually like I actually like the deal. I think the Lions are going to be really good. Um do honestly, like the one thing that worries about me as the Lions is, is the quarterback. I like Goff in that system. Yeah, I, I think I think Goff and like Campbell have a real connection. 
I do too. I just like it's a difference between like being like a divisional contender and a Super Bowl contender. Very true. That's 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 like the one thing like other otherwise with the Lions, I really like what they're doing. But that's like the one thing like if you want to they're probably chalk picks to win the, the division next year. Like deservedly so they have a team to win a division. If you want to win the Super Bowl, like if you want to go play in the Super, which is really weird talking about with the Detroit Lions. Like if you genuinely want to go play in the Super Bowl next year. It's 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 yeah. There has to be a big step up in quarterback, but I don't think they're gonna do anything that drastic. No, I don't think they are either. But that's just like that. That's the one thing. If I could, if I would make that change, that's that's all I would say. But I could see why you know CJ wanted to go play for the Lions compared to the Eagles or insert other team here. Yeah. No, I agree. Do they have LA's first round pick this year? I think so. Yeah. So what what pick is that? Like sixth overall? Wasn't LA really fucking bad this year? They yeah. were really bad. Yeah, they're but like. They're... So who knows? Maybe they like package that in their own and maybe get into like the top four. And maybe draft one of the rookies coming out. Maybe from Florida. What's his name again? The yeah, athletic freak Richardson. Who knows? Maybe if um, Carolina doesn't take him and maybe goes Stroud, maybe they can. Get their future, play a couple more years with Goff, develop the young guy, and maybe that can be their splash for their future. Could be. Could be. I don't hate that. Uh, a couple quick notes because it's kind of kind of slow. Uh, former Panthers Patriots quarterback Cam Newton announces that he'll throw at Auburn. That was today. Uh, he also quoted saying that there isn't thirty-two. Uh, NFL quarterbacks better than me, but last time I checked, there was 32 starting NFL quarterbacks uh, starting ahead of him. So he's right. Maybe there's 38 that are better than him right yeah. now. Yeah, that's what <laughs> that's what I was gonna say. It's like, yeah, there's not 32. There's 35. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I take a lot of like backup quarterbacks right now over Cam Newton just with his shot arm and shit like that. So Andy Dalton or Cam Newton. Who are you starting? Well, at least at least Andy Dalton played last year. Maybe that should have been the question of the day. Why did Dalton sign with the Broncos just because he has the color orange? Yeah, that's uh <laughs> oh Jarrett Stidham to the Broncos. That's yeah, that's, uh... that's a tough move. Uh, the Bills sign ex Patriots running back Damon Harris after losing Devin Singletary who then went to the Texans, uh, who the Texans also got Dalton Schultz, so a lot of moves there. And they traded Brandon Cooks to the Cowboys. So many moves there in a matter of 20 seconds. I know. So bring it back. Uh, (laughs) The Bills sign Damon Harris. Yeah, by the way, you just breezed over from a Patriots fan. Gut shot. I fucking love Damian Harris. And seeing that come across my Twitter fucking rap apart, I was like, well, wasn't ready for that one. I guess that makes the James Robinson signing a lot more, makes a lot more sense now. Yeah, definitely does. Um, probably they were anticipating Harris on his way out, so they brought Robinson in. Makes a lot more sense. But I love Damian Harris. He's, I mean, like, his discipline and, like, um, not discipline, my lack for a better word, but, like, 
he had trouble holding on to the ball and stuff like that. And he was kind of getting stopped a bit more. Shtick kind of ran out of like being that power ball running back. But I loved watching him. That run he broke off against Buffalo. Maybe that's why Buffalo brought him in because they were like, we don't want you fucking doing that to us anymore. Um, but I love the signing for Buffalo. Hate seeing Damien leave because I, I I liked watching him. But anyways, carry on, Hayden. Yeah, I will. Uh, the Texans obviously signed Dalton Schultz and Devin Singletary. Uh, I don't I don't know why anyone would sign in in Houston. I mean, it's it's obviously money, but like Devin Singletary, you just became immediately less relevant, and Dalton Schultz just became less relevant <laughs> in the matter of like a snap. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be week nine and I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, Singletary's on the Texans. Yeah, literally. It's, oh, yeah, <laughs> he plays there. It's like, damn, yeah, I he... don't care. Damian Pierce is there. Like, Yeah, yeah. we're going to watch a Thursday night football game with like the Titans and the Texans in like week seven and like insert quarterback Texans draft throws a fade to Dalton Schultz. It's like, that's where Dalton Schultz went to? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> or it's like, damn, my tight end was just put on IR. Oh, Dalton Schultz. Good tight end matchup. Oh, he plays for the Texans now? What the fuck? Yeah, you're going to be watching a Cowboys game. It's like, where's Schultz? It's like, oh yeah, wait. It was like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so speaking of the Texans, uh, they obviously trade for Brandon Cooks, which... They did Brandon Cooks. What? Oh, did you say Texans trade? I I heard Texans trade for Brandon Cooks, but you may have said Cowboys trade for Brandon Cooks. That's my. I opinion. think I said Cowboys. Don't quote me on that. I'm but a fucking idiot though. So either which way, um, Brandon Cooks is now a Dallas Cowboy. Guy's a suitcase. He's been traded now four times. Uh, can't wait till he realizes that the Cowboys just aren't good, and then he wants out, and then that'll be his fifth trade. <laughs> And he literally will be the definition of a suitcase because he'll be on the plane so much. Yeah. And then uh, the Raiders sign tight end OJ Howard. Uh, They're also looks like they're losing Foster Moreau. So that's a thing. Uh, Hard Knocks, I guess, is the last kind of big thing because I don't know if you guys watch it. I watched Detroit's last year. Just because Detroit, great, great team. But their uh, they're four teams right now are the Jets, Bears, Saints, and Commanders. I say if Aaron Rodgers signs with the Jets, it'll be the Jets. But then if Dan Snyder sells, sells the Commanders, that could be a thing. Uh, if not, it goes Bears and then Saints. Saints are definitely not getting it. They are like the the worst team to get it. I'd say. No, because I want to. I want to no see drama. how. I want to see how they reconstruct the cap. I need to get behind those doors to see how they keep <laughs> fucking doing that. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was gonna say at least the Saints have that going for them. <laughs> the only Bear storyline I can think of is Justin Fields. Well, I'm thinking Bears Chase more or Claypool. less like with what they've done with the first overall pick. Like just just yeah. how much like Ryan pulls Fleece Carolina. 
You know what? Uh, funny, Jevin, you mentioned about Chase Claypool. Following Chase Claypool on Instagram is weird because, like, dude will be at, like, the nicest restaurant in Chicago, and then, like, six months later, he's in, like, an Abbotsford suburb. And it's like, <laughs> dude, that's, like... <laughs> yeah. I know where he is. That's, like, that's off Fraser View. Like, uh... Yeah, yeah. He'll be, like, he'll be in, like, L.A. or some shit doing some sort of catching drill or whatever, posting up pictures. And then the next, he's buying, like, a car for his dad, and it's like, all right. <laughs> yeah. Back in Canada, I see. <laughs> that car, and he's like driving like on Highway One and takes like the 200 Street exit to get into Langley. You, you can like, see Castle Fun Park yeah. on the left. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, that is. I know and, where And then he's going to be like, I always love driving my Sierra thanks to Ford or, or Chevy or whatever. <laughs> it's just a sponsored ad driving, <laughs> oh driving for the Castle Fun Park. <laughs> um hey i did want to say um did we talk about mike gasicki last week i don't think we oh, did oh yeah the skedaddle comes to new england <laughs> the skedaddle oh <laughs> uh, that uh, was like the best piece of news that i got when i messaged you and i, I was like i have to just say the skedaddle gasicki is skedaddling over to foxborough let's go baby and do, do you know what we're talking about i do um Although I do want to, I do want to ask the question: Like, is he good? Because like all I've heard for like the last he year, is, but no, but like all I've heard for like the last year is like, oh yeah, this like Gasicki does this, Mike McDaniel's does this. This is not a fit. He's not like not gonna work with Miami, and like I also know that New England signed like two tight ends like two years ago, but. Although I think John Smith is John gone. Smith got traded, yeah. Yeah, and Hunter Henry, I don't know if he's still there. He seems like he's still there. Seems he like is. A, seems like a Bill Belichick guy. Um, he was very solid down the stretch last season. Absolutely. So you you get you know you get those uh you know eleven personnel sets or whatever, or twenty one personnel with like the two tight ends. I don't twelve personnel is what I'm thinking of. Pardon me, I'm in hockey season. I'm in hockey mode, not football mode. Twelve personnel with the two tight end sets, so that way you don't have you know to rely on receivers because you don't have that many. Um, yeah, I like and, it. Uh, and like uh, last time we had like a really solid like Bill O'Brien coached a two tight end set, right? That's kind of what we were talking about last week with Scott and. I think Mike Kosicki, athletic, athletic guy with a red zone threat with Hunter Henry. I think it. I mean, we were saying I was saying the same shit with Johnu and Hunter, and obviously we didn't see Johnu on the field for ninety percent of his tenure in New England. So hopefully that's not the case with Kosicki. Um, but as this for the signing, I like it. I like Kosicki coming out of Penn State. So hopefully it works out well. I but, I I also love a good you know stick you know, play a good stick throw, stick for me, stick, you know. Breaking in your tongue there? motherfucker. Yeah, breaking in your new tongue? <laughs> Holy shit, pick it up on the way home from the airport? Stick and uh, slants, those are the two. Uh, there it I is. Like... Sorry, I'm still in hockey mode. I haven't, I haven't gotten into football mode yet. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. I respect that. Hayden, you got any more, uh, any more things to get to? Uh, no, no, I don't. That is actually, oh, oh, actually, yeah. We didn't talk about it too because day we uploaded, Jamal Williams is a New Orleans Saint. Oh, yeah. I remember that it. Is- 
Holy that uh that volume peak. That spike <laughs> got so loud I didn't hear you. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm so so fucking excited for Jamal Williams to be there. Already his pressers will love it. Goated. Absolutely love it. Go presser. Yeah. So is, is he now like the new like Mark Ingram? Uh yeah, Mark Ingram's gone. He, he's so fucking oh. done. I think yeah. Alvin Kamara it will now be the new Mark Ingram. Alvin Kamara? <laughs> oh gee. Yeah, no, it's it's just like well, obviously, you got to think of like uh, Kamara's definitely getting suspended. So Jamal Williams will definitely be going in the first round next year. If you don't like, that's a that's just a fucking steal. <laughs> like getting him, getting him in like round two, uh, I could see being like really really good. Like if you get, let's say, like Justin Jefferson, and then Jamal Williams, bang and start. I think Jamal Williams would be a second, third round pick in fantasy drafts. It all depends on Kamara's suspension. Mm-hmm. That'll be happening in July for the appeal. So we'll see. But yeah, uh, I really love that move. Absolutely love that move. Yeah, I think, it's really so- I think it's really solid for sure. He was obviously he led the league in touchdowns, if I'm not mistaken, or he was yes, like up there 17. in touchdowns. And a lot like, 12 of them were from the one yard line. So 13. <laughs> love that. So yeah, I think he's he's solid though. Um I, he broke off some big runs, so I think it'd be good. I saw I saw like a post and I just fucking died laughing. And it was like Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams at the one yard line for New Orleans, and it was like a video of Shaq and Kobe. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, this is this is great. Like I I think honestly Jamal Williams could be a next jersey buy right there just because the vibes are so high with him. Oh, you have to. He's a character. Absolutely. He's a character. All right, hey, let's get to this fucking blind draft here. I agree. Um we're getting to our end of the episode segment. Um doing a little thing. We haven't been able to do um something uh we did one last uh episode with Scott, but the previous ones um we were held up due to time but ian we're sucking you in we're holding you hostage you're doing a draft with us but little spin on this courtesy of a tiktok account that i currently don't have the name of um but I mean, uh, it's, a, it's a lot of tiktok accounts let's be honest yeah but like the one that i saw that i got inspiration from i may as well shout them out but uh, a blind draft so me and hayden will we have a draft topic. Um, we have all of our picks, but Ian will not know the topic of the draft, and he will have to make his selections based on what me and Hayden are picking and kind of tag along underneath the same umbrella. And Ian will go third, so we can kind of get a little idea of what direction we're going. And then at the end, he has to guess on what the draft topic was. And if you get it right, you win absolutely nothing. But if you lose, then you are dumb. So it's basically lose-lose for Ian. <laughs> Aiden. For this one, since it's like uh, to help Ian out more, uh, I don't think we should do snake. I think we should do like one, two, three, one, two, yeah. three. No. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's what 
thanks for prefacing that. I, that's what I was planning on doing. So okay, perfect. Um, Hayden, heads, heads or tails? Hey Siri, heads or tails? Heads. I'll go first. First, all right. <laughs> yeah, Hayden first, me second, Ian third, and um, yeah. So uh, we will uh, start this blind draft. All right. Uh, I'm gonna go. Hayden, are you gonna write this down? Yeah, I got. I got it. Cool. Uh, I'm gonna go work. All right. All right. Work. Good pick. Good pick. Thank you. Good Thank you. Pick. I don't know. I have no context. Um, <laughs> I'm. I'm gonna go with um, a bad round of golf. All right. All right. Good pick. All right. Um, third pick. Maybe a little controversial. We'll see. Um, I'll go with school. Good pick. Good Honestly, pick. Good, good pick. pick. Good pick. Good pick. Yeah. Okay. Good pick. Uh, with with this, um, I think this is just this this just is so hard. Uh, saving up money. Fair. I like that. I like that. Very solid. Very solid. Um, I'm gonna go. Uh, the Rock getting FBI roles. <laughs> All right, Ian. <laughs> Holy fuck. Uh, fuck. Okay. Um, I probably threw a wrench in what Ian was thinking it was. <laughs> that was came out of nowhere. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with what I still think this is originally about. Um, and I'm going to say country bars. Cause, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm, go, I'm going with what I originally found. As a, oh. All right. All right. Solid. Solid. Uh, um okay i'll go with driving in traffic yep yep fair okay it's all it's all it's all um i'm gonna go with candles that's a good one that's a good one like Still go with what I think this is about. I'm gonna say BC Fairies. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, how many how many rounds are we doing? Five. Five. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go with a bad soccer game. Yeah. Respectable. Um, for my pick, I'm going Tristan Jari's IR status. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I got so many different options here. You know. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, <laughs> Country bars. Oh, what a pick. Uh, number four, I'm going to say uh, uh, Canadian border security. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It wasn't, if you took off <laughs> one word, it would have been absolutely fire, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> all oh, right that's good okay uh with mine i'm gonna i'm gonna kind of this will be the last one obviously um i will have honorable mentions but jev i like where you're going with the sports so uh to go with mine i'll say um nfl like any nfl player uh getting arrested <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> good pick good pick good pick um i'm gonna go uh the snyder cut justice league <laughs> <laughs> wait what'd you say snyder cut justice league movie oh okay okay um <laughs> to round out the draft uh, the Mr. Irrelevant pick. Um, I'll I'll say um, stepping on Lo- Lego. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, All right. Before we let Ian guess, let's uh, let's go through our picks. Let's go through. Let's uh, let's round out our uh, our picks. Head. Love it. Um, uh, so with me, I work. I mean, how could you not agree? A bad soccer game. Yeah. Saving up money. Uh, driving in traffic. And any NFL player getting arrested. I got a bad round of golf. Uh, the Rock um, and FBI rules. Uh, candles. Tristan Jari's IR status. And Snyder Cut Justice League. I didn't write down what I said, but I'm pretty sure I said school, country bars, BC ferries, Canadian border security, and stepping on Lego. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some right. honorable mentions that I had uh, hitting zero bets in one session, brushing your teeth, and playing a game of horse. <laughs> yeah. Those are good picks. I, I got a book, um, McDavid setting records. Mm hmm. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's kind of what I had. All right, now, Ian. Ian, with you, with any one of your picks, which one do you think was the was the closest? Fuck. Um, I'm gonna say school because you guys sounded like school was like you sound like that sounded like giving you know like your reaction that sounded right. Yes. That was very much right. So going off of that, what do you think this draft was about? Things you hate or things you despise. Uh, not, not bad. Can allude to that. Yeah, can allude to that. So this draft was things that feel like they never end. <laughs> oh. So country bars, I mean. <laughs> I, 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 I hate country music and I'm guys that 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 checks out that resonates yeah yeah and you know what if you would have just said the canadian border 100 percent agreed yeah <laughs> be, hen, be, hen, 
BC Ferries also hits. Yeah, that's why we were like, yeah. no, solid pick. Yeah, it was solid. But yeah. then when you said stepping on leg, I was like, oh, no, he doesn't have it. No. does. <laughs> <laughs> that, pain, that pain lasts. You don't forget that. Like, I don't know about you, but like stepping on Lego or like stepping in like accidentally stepping in dog shit too is also the same. Like, ah, fucking damn it. I hate my life. Yeah. I want to, I want to, yeah. Hence my pick for The Rock and being in FBI roles because every movie he's in, he's part of the FBI somehow. And it's like, all right. When is this stick an end? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was fun. That was good. If you got, if you were listening to this, if you made it this far and you got the draft topic right and you were playing along, shout out to you. Congrats to you. Um, but Ian, thank you so much for joining this episode. It was great to have you back. Uh, we missed you, but um, let the people know where they can follow you. If you're still active on social, if you still want to tag it, uh, where they can find you at silver tips games and shit like that. But, uh, yeah, oh, let the people man, know. It's games. I put in 20,000 steps a fucking game day. Uh, <laughs> I'm all over the place. Uh, you follow me Instagram at Ian McNaughty. I think I'm going to do so, like, once I get a working laptop again, I think I'm going to do some, some writing and potting again in the summer when there's not as much going on and I'm not as, fucking exhausted like i am on some days Uh, you know check out you know syp speak your piece check out the brand uh at syppod.com uh i'm pretty sure scott just uses that to check people's stories and profiles now i'm pretty sure that's all what it's useful for (laughs) any point um still give it a follow and you can uh, you can see me at Silver Tips Games. We play Friday night in Victoria. If you're in Victoria, I'll be in Victoria Saturday night. And uh, we what's our playoff schedule? We're home on the third of April, the seventh of April, and the tenth of April. And that's all I know so far. Fucking rights. Go find the man. Go find Fine. the man. I wear khakis, a polo, and I have hockey player hair. Nice. Not there a big go. deal. Hayden? At Hayden underscore Barton on Instagram and Twitter. And you can follow me on Instagram at Jevin.Lefave, on Twitter at JevinLefave. Find everything for the show on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at LeftSideHeavy underscore. Support the show on YouTube and everywhere else you get your podcasts. It really helps grow the show. Uh, thank you so much for listening. KBNR coming this Friday with the Snacktastic Voyage Boys, and we're going to do a couple uh, food drafts and everything like that. Quick little epi um should be good so stay tuned for friday for episode 155 kbnr whatever the fucking number is i forget already but um with that thank you so much for listening to this episode ian thank you so much for coming on we'll see you guys next time peace